Hello, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Bailey and this is The Best I Can. How is everyone doing today? Hopefully good and if not, that's okay too. I'm actually having a pretty good day. It's so beautiful outside. It's not humid, it's not too warm. And I brought my sister is here visiting, which I talked about in the last podcast. If you want to go ahead and check that out, all about my trip to New York City and traveling after a pandemic. And so she's here visiting, and I brought her out to my little spots in the wood where I paint, in the woods where I paint and record my podcast. And actually, I just changed the cover art to a picture of my little spot in the woods in my setup. So if you guys want to check that out, that's actually where I'm recording right now, which is so cool that you guys can go ahead and see that and just kind of picture, maybe picture us there together having a little chat. I have a really exciting announcement. So I made a email so that you guys can go ahead and send in questions or topic ideas or if you want some advice on a situation or maybe one of my podcast episodes hits home or inspired you to do something or you want to add in your input i made an email that you guys can go ahead and email into so it's in the bio of the podcast and it is the address is the best i can inbox at gmail.com I'll say it again, the best I can, no spaces, all lowercase, at gmail.com. Oh, the best I can, inbox, at gmail.com. Inbox in there, because the other one was taken. Anyway, please send me stuff, because I want to communicate, and I want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. I want to share a prompt that I found on Pinterest for my journaling this morning, and it's not really related to the topic, But I thought it was really a good prompt and I recommend if you guys want to try it out, do it. And the prompt was, I am committing to loving myself through blank, even when blank, because I am blank. And so for me, what I filled in, I'll be totally transparent. I wrote, I am committed to loving myself through mood swings, even when I say or do things I don't mean, because I am good intentioned and I think it's just creating that self-compassion and then repeating truths and separating yourself from that I that your identity is attached to what you do so yeah try that prompt out if you guys want and I feel like I could write it about a lot of different things too a little life update I work later today till closing at the ice cream shop so that's it's a really nice day and a Friday so it's gonna be so busy but that also means a lot of tips so hopefully it goes pretty fast and also tomorrow I pick one of my best friends up from the airport I pick her up I think around one and so she is flying in she is from Phoenix Arizona where I go to school and we actually met at school And so I'm picking her up and she's going to stay for like, I think five days. We have so much stuff planned and 4th of July is this weekend. 
and so I think we're maybe gonna go camping with some friends and she can meet some of my hometown friends and I haven't seen her in a pretty long time since school ended so the whole summer so far I haven't seen her so I'm so excited to see her and just hang out and to show her my hometown like it's really weird when you have college friends because they don't know anything about your hometown they've never like seen your high school and stuff like that and I've been able to go to her hometown because she's from Arizona but she hasn't been all the way out to Illinois she's never been to the Midwest so we're gonna go to Chicago we're gonna go thrifting I'm gonna show her my favorite coffee shops I'm gonna show her my spot out in the woods I'm gonna she gets to see my house my dog my family and it's just gonna be a really good time I'm really 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 excited I love her she is one of my best friends we get along so well we just I just feel like we complement each other so well in our friendship and also another update is if you listen to a past episodes I talked about how I had a meeting um about a business idea that I have and the meeting went really 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 well actually better than I was expecting which is amazing like hello we love when that happens and so it went better than I was expecting and um it's looking like it could potentially go in a really good direction and I'm gonna work with this team and opportunity and I'm gonna be pretty vague here for a while um just for like legal reasons and you know if it falls through I don't really want to talk about it too much but it's a really exciting opportunity so I'm just kind of working on a business plan right now to go ahead and pitch to them and then also I have another meeting I think pretty soon here to go ahead and talk more in details about our partnership and how that would go so yeah that is so exciting like it doesn't even feel real at this point like I don't even know I don't, I'm like still processing, but it's also kind of going to be, it's going to be, if things work out, it's going to be a lot of work. So it's like really exciting, overwhelming, so exciting. And I'm so like blown away by how perfect this opportunity is. If it does end up working out, I just, I can't wait to tell you guys more about it down the road. And definitely I'll keep you updated on the process here and I'll be making more stuff about it. It'd be kind of fun just to document and take you guys along with as much as we can here. So also I want to talk about the book that I'm reading right now. I've been reading this for a while. This has been my latest kind of like self-help improvement sort of book. I usually pick a nonfiction and a fiction and I can read the fiction a lot faster, but then I read my nonfiction a lot slower. I only do a chapter a day. These birds are really loud today. But I only read like about a chapter a day. And so the one I'm reading right now is called boundaries and it's by dr henry cloud and dr john townsend and you guys when i tell you this book is changing my life like i'm highlighting literally so much i'm like journaling along with it i I only can read sometimes not even a full chapter because there's so much to digest i want to like get as much as i can out of it and i actually was recommended this by my prior therapist he recommended it to me because we were talking and he was like girly like you you need to read this book so I bought it right away and now I'm reading it and I oh my gosh so I'm gonna make more episodes definitely definitely once I finish it or along the way but definitely once I finish it talking about what I'm learning and all the amazing things that it's sharing and how what else I kind of have that thought-provoking things that it makes me think about and 
what I'm learning and how I'm going to apply it. But I recommend you guys go and buy this book, Boundaries, Henry Cloud, and John Townsend. Over 4 million copies sold, and it should be way more than that because it's so, so, so good. Oh, I love it. But this, so I'm, I just finished chapter 9, and, oh no, chapter 8. I just finished chapter 8, and it is all on boundaries and your friends and so I was reading that and reflecting on that and it got me thinking about conflicts with friends and how those are just very unique when you have a conflict with a friend it's very unique experience it's very different than family and it's very different than a romantic partner so I was thinking about that and how you know how I lacked certain boundaries and skills most of my life in my friendships and thinking about all the things that I've learned since going to college and making a whole new set of friends. Obviously, you know, I'm still friends with some of my hometown friends, but most of them I'm not, actually. Um, I only really kept the people that were making my life better and, like, actually cared about me. So I don't hang out with very many people from my high school anymore or hometown. But, yeah, so that got me thinking about that, and that's why I picked today's topic all about conflict with friends and this you can take in a lot of different ways so I might make more parts down the road or cover more different ideas and stuff but this is just kind of my thoughts on it right now so the way that this boundaries book describes friends is a pretty just generic but helpful way it says a non-romantic relationship that is attachment based rather than function based and I think this is a really interesting and spot-on way to describe friendship because it's attachment-based and it's you choose your friends right like this isn't some obviously you have work friends and stuff like that but to some extent those are more function-based and so these are attachment-based friends and another thing to talk about when thinking about friendship and friendship conflict is we have different types of friends we have work friends we have class friends we have acquaintances mutual acquaintances we have really close deep friends and so there are a lot of different layers to and like depending on the type of friend it does change a the type of conflict you have and b how you handle it because if this is a very distant, not that close of person and you maybe just met them or recently friends and you get into a conflict and you don't you don't want to keep pursuing a, a relationship with them or a friendship with them, then you handle the conflict different than if it's one of your closest friends for years and your end goal is resolution, right? So we have to keep that in mind. So it's important to kind of identify obviously don't go making a list of here are all these types of friends and who they are but just keep in mind what kind of friend they are and and how important are they to you and how vital i guess are they to you and your life and what do they bring so conflict right this is when something comes up that causes it like disrupts things so this could be you guys start getting a little argument this could be maybe they lie to you maybe they are always late and they show up an hour late and you guys get into this argument or maybe they I don't know maybe you feel like they aren't reaching out enough 
or you're feeling lonely or you're feeling like they don't really care about you or something like that are you feeling like you're always even something as small as you're always the one driving around and they never pay for gas stuff like that that those are conflicts so there's a range of conflicts but identify the first thing in my opinion that is you need to first be able to be self-aware so there's conflicts that are very obvious and they're external right you guys get in a fight you guys whatever disagreement maybe they push you hopefully that never happens um that's a big problem (laughs) but something like that external then there's an internal kind of like i'm feeling this way i'm feeling or i'm lacking this in the relationship so there's those two i think both of those kind of fall under conflict in a way or can result in conflict and so it's identifying being self-aware for those ones that aren't just so obvious external being self-aware and just check in how you're feeling when you're around them or what they're what they're doing and why do you feel that way when they say that or treat you that way and and then identify that right so put identify check in take a moment maybe even journal about the relationship or just sit so sit and reflect on how you feel when you're with them and also when you're not with them how do you feel when you leave their presence because that says a lot too do you leave feeling drained maybe in the moment you're distracted and having fun but when you leave you don't leave better you don't leave encouraged so that could be something to think about too that's a sign that your boundaries with them maybe aren't in the way they should be or aren't in place or are being crossed over and for things that are more maybe internal or even external conflicts but i think it's important to think about what's your motive here what's making you feel that way so we identify we have to be self-aware and then we dig a little deeper and maybe think about what's your motive or what was their motive but also when specifically when it's something that you're feeling maybe you're feeling like you're not getting something from the relationship or enough or you're not appreciated or you're feeling a net kind of a negative feeling what's the motive or reason behind that so let's say you feel jealous every time you're with them and then you get in a conflict an external kind of you butt heads over something because then later you make a comment about her outfit to make yourself then feel better so also like conflicts can be caused by you as well right so identifying jealousy is jealousy something going on in this relationship is loneliness on your end their end both something that's kind of the root of a problem here so kind of think about your motive and think is this really even a conflict so then you also have to think do i even need to address this or do i just need to work through it on my own is no boundary being crossed here i just simply have something i need to work on and you work through that so like jealousy most of the time you probably don't even need to say anything to them about that you just need to then find a way to work through that and find a way to be satisfied with who you are and what you have which we can make a whole episode about that later so i think you have to think about is this you can't is this a hill worth dying on you know what i'm saying like small little things you can't be making a whole intervention moment out of them not holding the door for you like once do you know what i'm saying like we gotta pick some things aren't 
your feelings are valid, but sometimes they don't need to be made into something of a big deal. You just have to work through them on your own, which is really hard to know, but just thinking it through can help. So you get to the point, right, where you're ready to have a conversation with them. And I want to go ahead and move on and share these eight steps which are similar to what I just discussed, but these eight steps from this boundaries book, and it's called the boundaries, they call it the boundaries checklist for conflict. And so let's go ahead and look at those now. So step number one is what are the symptoms? So that's kind of what I was talking about, right? You're going to identify what you're feeling, dissatisfaction, what's the... What's the symptoms here of the conflict or the conflict, right? Then again, like I said, number two is what are the roots? Dig a little deeper here. Number three, what is the boundary conflict? So what boundaries are people crossing? Are they crossing or you're crossing? Number four, who needs to take ownership? Now this is breaking it down. Oftentimes, you guys, and this book, this chapter and book really fleshes out so just to kind of summarize what um, I've been learning is oftentimes you also are responsible more than you think you are so for example let's say you have a friend who always asks to borrow your car and you feel like then you feel you're taken advantage of and maybe yes they should not be taking advantage of you but you're also responsible saying yes so think about that right who needs to take ownership here and so the number five is what do they need so what does that person so let's say it's you let's say you need to make have that conversation what do you need and most often this book talks about this as well is you need a support system right so this is where having other friends comes in handy you can't just have one friend you need other support systems you need different friends for different things and then maybe you go to your family but most of the time you're going to want to go to this person directly obviously but it's good to have a support system if you need advice or need to maybe help i always have people too that they're really good at giving me the other person's perspective even when i don't want it But that could be helpful if you know that, okay, maybe I need to look at this from a different perspective here before we have our conversation. So what do they need? Then how do they begin? So they would be you in this situation. So how do they begin? And it talks about how oftentimes it it does depend on the conflict, right? So if you want to begin by a conversation, um... And it's important here for those conversations to not come in aggressive or accusatory. That's why they always say, use I feel statements. I learned that literally in my health class back in like fifth grade. But it's so good, right? I feel instead of you did. Which sometimes maybe you do need to say that. If they ask like, well, what did I do? Then maybe you can say right like oh well you did this and then it made me feel this so use those i feel statements or forms of the i feel statements to come in less 
aggressive and i actually just got a book all about non-aggressive communication style and i'm gonna read that next i think which i'm super excited about so i don't even know like if i'm being honest that's something that i do not do well i know it in my head and i can tell you guys to do it but it's something i'm still really really working on because naturally i just word things aggressively like i don't know why and i don't even mean to but like my tone and the way i say things come off so like if i'm not being totally 100 percent intentional with the way i'm wording things i naturally am very accused accusatory is that a word i think so so anyway yes so then thinking about the next step here which is number six so yeah where do they begin where do you begin and an important thing too as they talk about is maybe start setting boundaries here in small ways so let's say you decide you don't need a heart-to-heart conversation because sometimes that's not appropriate oftentimes i think it is and they don't have to be a big deal here it can be something small like you can just mention oh like could you drive just something like that right so that's a small way to start setting boundaries practice in small trivial things and see how it goes and then you're just practicing boundaries as well and learning how to have those so then number seven is how do they set boundaries with each other so how do you set boundaries with this person kind of playing off the last one and then number eight is what happens next so let's say you do all this right and it doesn't go well and you put this boundary down you say hey girl like i'm gonna stop lending you money i feel it makes me feel taken advantage of and i it doesn't it doesn't help our friendship and i think in the end maybe it's even harming you and so i'm gonna put up this boundary here i'm not gonna lend you money anymore now they might respond really bad to that boundary and maybe it take you need to space right then you need to create space so maybe the answer here is creating space and you spend a little less time with that person and this book talks so much about how the hardest thing when you have a friend is you're scared to lose them right and so the opposite of what you want to do is create space because you're so afraid of losing that person but sometimes that's exactly what you need for them for you to be able to work on yourself too right because we can still be we can still be improving and it's not just like you're the only person that is a problem in this relationship but take space and then maybe they can have time to reflect and it talks a lot about too in this book how people need relationships and they need a community and so if that person truly appreciates you as a friend and a person they'll come back and they'll respect that boundary because they know okay this is a boundary that I can't cross and in the end it says I love this line friendship grows and deepens when you set a boundary and it's responded to and you follow through and they come back right so I think that's so amazing it's like you think setting these boundaries it's just that initial fear is like it's gonna actually make things worse But in the end, it can make things better or it can reveal to you maybe they weren't even a real friend or they weren't being a true, kind, good, not taking advantage of you friend. And so I think the root of this here is not some things never we don't want to push things under the rug. 
and but you do need to pick your hills to die on but I think some of it is just you have to deal with personally and then also dealing with them and I think when in doubt communicate out (laughs) that's so cheesy I'm embarrassed but literally you guys and I've started to do this and there are certain relationships where I have a really hard time doing this but I think I've gotten to the point with friendships I can do this pretty well but it's been through a lot of trial and error and it's still not perfect so let me give you a couple examples here off the top of my head so in high school first of all I had never even heard of the word boundaries emotional boundaries or like when I heard boundaries I thought like lot like a your house boundary like your lot line right and I thought physical boundaries like oh don't do x y and z with your boyfriend that's the only time I ever heard boundaries the word boundaries so then in therapy I hear this boundaries like emotional boundaries right and that just was like wait I'm sorry what like I literally it was a foreign concept to me and I've been doing it a little bit here and there but I didn't have a name for it and I've never like fully embraced it and and like intentionally applied them so we're in high school and I'm gonna be totally transparent and I have I have completely worked through this stuff with these people and so like if they do hear this like you know that's like no hard feelings in any way shape or form because we actually eventually worked through things but and now we're still friends but in high school my main friend group we had like three to four girls and it would kind of fluctuate but there was always like a core of like three three of us and it was in in some ways it was amazing and we were there for each other through like insane like high school stuff family stuff and like we all really really cared about each other but at the same time we had no boundaries and we honestly were very unhealthy friendships and it was never like out of mean intent but I mean like it's high school you know like you're gossip you gossip and then they hurt your feelings and you go and gossip to this friend and it just like wasn't a healthy moment here so one of the first times I remember setting a boundary was later on in high school there was this one friend who I felt like she didn't really care about me and I felt like she she was talking bad about me and she had done other stuff in the past that I had forgiven but it was kind of all just like hitting me I was like I don't feel like this is good like I don't feel like you really care about me or you know like I remember the tipping point was like we were sitting in class and she literally called me a bitch and she's supposed to be my best friend like right behind me and I wasn't doing anything and so instead of like dealing with those like when they came up and being like hey like enforcing that boundary I didn't even know what that was at the time but I kind of hit this breaking point where I was like I can't do this anymore and I think that was really important and I think the way I handled it maybe was not correct it could have been gentler but I think it was super important to like okay yeah like you can't like that needs to stop like I'm like it's just like making me like that is a boundary and like it's got to be enforced and you've got to do something here or stop being her friend so I sent her a long text which now thinking about it I was actually babysitting when I sent it like what am I doing here and thinking back I was like this should have been done in person for sure and the way I worded it definitely was very accusing and like you aren't a good friend and you like definitely could have been better here I think it was a very vital step in both our friendship and just learning about communicating and myself and like what am I willing to put up with you know and so yeah 
I sent that text and then she was like okay yeah like we don't and I said essentially was like I don't really want to be your friend anymore and like I'll still be nice to you but like I don't want to hang out with you and I don't want to spend time with you and so you know she respected that I don't remember exactly her word for word response but she respected it and we actually sat by each other in all of our classes um because we had like all the same classes and so I remember we just like it was I remember being so nervous the first day because we had to sit by each other but I was just like never like rude or snidey I just was treated her like she was more of a surface level friend if that makes sense so I was just like hey and then sat down and that was pretty much it you know not like oh my gosh did you see so you know not like that I just wasn't like trying at all and she just kind of respected that and then eventually I feel like we had a few more conversations it was like a couple months and then like eventually she I think apologized and I apologized for being like so harsh about it and then eventually we like kind of just worked things out talked things out and she never really was like that again um obviously we still had conflict but like it was a lot better after that those certain problems and yeah so I feel like it made our friendship actually better and there was stuff that I had to work through and like forgive and get over and I wasn't I was able to do that when we took that little space and so that's just one example I can think of and another example I'm thinking of so that was like not good right so my most recent thing I'm thinking of because me and my friends we have a way just of communicating now where we don't get in like conflicts that involve like that mean like oh we need a big talk you know like we just I don't know we just talk about little things and respect each other and have really healthy relationships so it's very rare to we have really any major fights anymore because I pick my friends so carefully now and obviously like there's little things here and there and like I'll do something they'll do something but it's just like I don't know I just pick my friends so much more carefully and protect my energy more now and like who I am after like going through so many weird ones in high school and bad ones and so yeah anyway I'm thinking of me and my roommate this last year and she was my apartment roommate and her boyfriend would come over all the time which I don't care like yeah totally come over and her and I would make like a tentative like oh do you want to because we were watching a show together we were like oh do you want to I'd be like she would say oh I'm do you want to watch our show tonight or I'd be like oh do you want to watch our show tonight and then her boyfriend would come over and she'd be like oh well he's only gonna stay like an hour and then he would stay longer and then longer and I'd just be sitting there like you know like oh like what like it's not I'd like do I leave and go do something do I like start my own show do I read like it was just like I didn't like sitting around waiting because like we we verbally talked about doing it and she said he would only be there a certain time so this happened a couple times and I was just like I don't like the way this is making me feel and like I'm frustrated because I feel like I'm wasting my time and so I just like literally talked to her and I was like hey girl like I'm not mad and I, I don't care if he comes over that's not it like I like have your boyfriend over it's your apartment but like just don't tell me one thing and then do another you know what I'm saying and she like wasn't even like it was perfect like it was the perfect conflict resolution here and then it never really happened again and it was fine I was just like just don't tell me we're gonna do something if we're not gonna do it and I won't and I'll do the same and then that's what we did and we literally didn't that was like the only major conflict I'm pretty sure we ever had (laughs) well that's not true but maybe and it was like totally fine so I feel like just little things like that where it's like it can just be a short conversation that isn't a big deal and I'm gonna be honest like 
sometimes they're awkward and like sometimes it's, it is awkward and and you just have to push through it right and then you'll feel better after instead of having this prolonged elephant in the room that maybe both of you are feeling or you're feeling get that little moment of awkwardness out of the way and if you're doing it as kindly and gently and and not accusing and not aggressive ways possible it's gonna be not nearly as awkward as you think because chances are they're gonna immediately be like oh my gosh like i'm so sorry i made you feel that way or or oh i've been feeling this way too or you know just communicating you guys also it opens up a door for them to do the same thing back right because you don't want to be doing things to your friends you're doing i'm doing things to my friends i didn't even know were bothering them or hurting their feelings and vice versa so it opens up this door like guys open communication and i i feel like i've i can proud of myself to where i've gotten with my friends obviously i still need to work on it with my family huh a lot but my friends for sure like i'm so proud of us like we're really 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 good at communicating honestly I think I'm just like thinking about it. I'm like, I love my friends and they're healthy. And there's been a few that I made at college and they just like weren't it. And I just kind of let them fizzle out. Didn't even like, didn't even talk to them about it because I was just like, I just don't need, like, I don't feel like you're a good match and we don't really have, you know, and just let it fizzle out. So, and one of the main reasons too is that I think conflict makes you you should always assess like how big of a deal is this to you because if a conflict comes along in with one person and it has the ability to like completely wreck your world and you feel completely alone and that probably means that maybe you're a little bit codependent on that person or maybe you don't have it like you should maybe make some more close friends because this book also talks a lot about how by only having one close friend you don't leave room for them to be human and they don't leave room for you to be human because you have to be able to go to different people for different things and you can't rely on someone all the time it's codependency and so you never want to do anything out of desperation you never want to keep someone toxic in your life out of desperation or stay silent when you feel resentful about something out of desperation of them leaving you have to be okay if you want a healthy friendship you guys you have to be okay not having that person Like you, I'm going to say it again. If you want any healthy relationship that isn't codependent, now obviously you can mourn and be sad that maybe you lost a friendship or something. Like that's not what I'm talking about. But it's you, they, you're not desperate for this one friend. Because that's when you start making exceptions to your boundaries and what you deserve. And what they deserve. Another thing too is like if let's say this all goes and it goes horrible and 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 you try your best and they don't receive it and you guys aren't close friends anymore and you take distance and and they never come around and you're not willing to budge on that boundary and they don't ever come around and they're not willing to be like no you know what I'm saying and and you lose that person then that shows that they shouldn't have been in your life probably to begin with or you couldn't have counted on them to begin with if they can't handle you simply saying this is what I need and this is what I deserve then they shouldn't have been there to begin with I want to share another quote from the book that really stood out to me 
and it said however as we enter more and more into attachment-based life so right this is choosing your friendships choosing to be attached to them um, and it's not some obligation thing and we learn to trust love we learn that the bonds of a true friendship are not easily broken and we learn that in good friendships we can set limits that will strengthen and not injure the connection and i think that's just so good you guys and this is so important and friends are vital and they're amazing and they can they change and you guys have this ability to ch- you get to choose each other and it's beautiful like you, it's a family that you choose are your friends and so it's beautiful because you get to choose but also at the same time i want to say too don't don't keep around someone who's not good for you or toxic or not willing to listen to you because you feel as though an obligation to them when it's a friendship because you never want to be with someone out of obligation and time with someone isn't an obligation just because maybe you have a year of friendship people are like oh we've been friends so long i can't put this distance between us because we've been through so much together and maybe that's true but you still got to do it because they're they might continue to treat you this way forever and it probably will get worse unchecked so in some ways it's beautiful to be loyal right you're loyal to your friend because that's the thing is setting boundaries is actually loyalty because you want a prolonged and healthier friendship it's not the opposite when it's done right and if you're a christian there are also so many passages in the bible that talk about um how to handle conflict in a biblical way um and it kind of makes more referring the passage i'm thinking of is referring to within the church and other christians and so um also like when it talks about the beginning in the early church there was a lot of conflict happening because it was so new and so that's talked about a lot in acts and the new testament and so obviously you can kind of deep dive into that as well my first the always the first verse that comes to mind is matthew 18 15 through 17 where it says if your brother sin against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he listens to you you have gained your brother but if he does not listen take one or two others along with you that every man may be established with the evidence of two or three witnesses if he refuses to listen to them tell it to the church and if he refuses to listen to even the church let him be to you a tax collector so essentially then you create distance and you don't necessarily give up on that but then you handle that kind of trying to resolve the conflict and you can't force anyone so yeah i think there's so much in the bible about this too to if you want to do some research and deep dive further into that as well if you if you want to i'm gonna take some time today and think back on kind of conflicts and how there's also conflict styles oh my gosh i didn't even come i didn't even cover conflict styles okay we're gonna make another no we're gonna make another episode about that but you know you take how do you handle conflict right you need to reflect on that and so maybe just i'm gonna do this and i recommend maybe you guys do this too take some time and think or journal through how you feel in your friendships maybe some tough conversations you need to have think about what boundaries you want to set in friendships what you don't want crossed and then think about those eight steps do those eight steps that i talked about earlier let me read them one more time 
symptoms. So number one is what are the symptoms? Number two, what are the roots? Number three, what is the boundary conflict? What boundaries being crossed? Number four, who needs to take ownership and responsibility for what in this conflict? Number five, what do you or they need? Number six, how do they slash you begin? Number seven, how do they slash you set boundaries with each other? Number eight, what happens next? So yeah, those are those eight steps. I really recommend you guys just to think about those or just take the main concepts and apply them next time maybe you are in a conflict or you feel like you need to have maybe one of those good like talks about your relationship with your friends. And remember too to hear out their side. Hear out, try to be empathetic. And I really struggle putting myself in other people's shoes because... I just sometimes get swept up in, oh, it's me, me, they're hurting me, and I forget, oh, well, maybe this is happening, and so leave room for them and grace and empathy and understanding as well, but that doesn't mean you compromise your boundary, and your end goal here is resolution and forgiveness, and then a stronger, healthier, better friendship, and your end goal might not always be resolution or to come back together in the same friendship way but it is always forgiveness and it is always love oh i love you guys i love chatting i have so many bug bites and i need to finish this coffee um it's completely cold at this point because i just get talking and i don't even take a sip of it i don't even take a sip but Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. I hope today you know that you are loved and you are seen and you are heard. And thank you for hearing me. Boo, I am back to go ahead and remind you to send an email into that new email address if you want to send me something about today's episode or maybe a story or you are facing a current conflict with a friend and you want some advice go ahead and send in an email the email is the best i can inbox at gmail.com